Welcome to Raw and Real. I'm Megan Casey Loftus. And I'm Samantha Jenkins. This podcast is all about launching your career in the business of fashion, tips for starting your journey in New York, and ways to live your most authentic, productive, and best life. Through interviewing fashion industry leaders and girls just like us, we explore fashion, beauty, wellness, and more through the lens of 24-year-old best friends. For daily inspo and podcast updates, follow us on Instagram at Raw and Real NYC. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcast fix. Thanks for listening. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Raw and Real. It's just me, Megan, today recording an episode covering fashion weeks in the month of January 2021. I did an episode like this back in September of 2020, talking about New York Fashion Week in a pandemic-stricken world and about fashion activism and how the industry needed to be and continues to be need to be held accountable for different aspects of climate change and the Black Lives Matter movement. And so in today's episode, we're going to cover Copenhagen Fashion Week for fall 2021, as well as the best of the best of Paris Hot Couture for spring and summer 2021. So let's start with Copenhagen because personally, I've I've actually been to Copenhagen one time before. I was there for a long weekend when I studied abroad in London and I adore Copenhagen. It is, well, I was there and it was very, very cold in February. So I'm looking at some of these street style photos from Fashion Week and I just have to believe that they were not wearing enough clothing. However, I love the city. It is quaint, but it is exciting and lively and filled with people with amazing style. I'm not sure if you guys are on the same TikTok algorithm I'm on, but Danish-inspired houseware, so like bright colors, check, funny-shaped candles, like all of these really intricate pieces are all over my TikTok, and that is definitely correlating into my fashion sense now and the type of influencers I follow on, on Instagram and the just style of clothing and home decor that I'm attracted to. So anyways, I digress. Let's look at what people were wearing on the street in Copen- for Copenhagen Fashion Week. So to start, almost every single street style article that I've reviewed and stuff that I saw on Instagram, everyone was wearing tent dresses. So these really oversized, comfortable, mid-calf or floor-length tent dresses with like a drop waist, bright colors, again, super easy to wear. Looks really cute in the springtime with boots, but also in the summertime with sandals. I love a versatile piece, so I'm very excited about that. I also saw so many mixed patterns. So kind of what I was just talking about with the home decor being funky and unique, this definitely translated into the Copenhagen street style. So mixing textures and patterns and bright colors was definitely on the forefront and kind of going along that same line clothing that just fully emulates positivity and kind of 
uplift something within you. In addition, there was lots of menswear, oversized suiting, and baggy jeans, baggy bottoms. I love that for spring and summer. I think with a tiny tank top or a little cardigan in the spring, that's just a really cool look. Oh my gosh, this is something I just have to say, and I know Vogue was writing an article about this as well, but Bottega Veneta, the pouch bag by them, was across, I think I saw four different influencers carrying it in like the brown leather. It's really cute. It's like this super textured, slouchy and chic, no branding Bottega bag. And you guys have to look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. It is so cute. We'll put it on the Instagram. I mentioned menswear, but again, with the colors, the mixing patterns, the emulating positivity, just this full sense of individualism and expressionism, but in an easy way like it doesn't it feels effortless and cool and i also just want to add girls that were dressing like that i saw multiple people wearing berets in the picture and i don't want to say i told you so but i told you so what did i talk about like two episodes ago in terms of trends i'm so obsessed with berets right now and i just feel like for the spring and then next fall and winter they're going to be so in and if they're not i'll still be wearing mine so if you like it you should wear it too so those are just some street style pieces i wanted to talk about but i definitely think it's important kind of what i did with the new york fashion week episode was talking about ways that designers were presenting and i think Copenhagen Fashion Week definitely started more conversation about how Fashion Week will continue to change. So Copenhagen as a city itself is very easygoing, but like I mentioned earlier, it's very like fresh and up and coming still in my opinion. And I think they're home to a lot of innovators and creative thinkers. Sorry if you can hear I'm sitting by my window and there's a snowstorm going on on Sunday today in New York and there's definitely street snow plows going by so it's a bit louder. Um, Anyways, as I was saying, it's a very innovative city that fosters newness and creativity and entrepreneurialism and I think that this fashion week showed that in a very intentional way. So I don't know if i mentioned this before in the episode in the fall talking about sustainability but copenhagen fashion week has definitely been a leader in terms of sustainability and environmental action plans for the fashion industry so in addition to making a pledge last year that they'll reduce their footprint as an industry it did give basically a three-year action plan for a series of sustainable requirements if you want to be included on the fashion calendar as a legitimate designer and show. So that's really cool because you just know that all of these designers that are getting slots at major fashion, um, for major fashion calendars within Copenhagen are taking active strides to better themselves and to better the earth that we're living on, which is super cool in my opinion. So yeah, we love the sustainability aspect of Copenhagen Fashion Week and the entrepreneurial aspect of it. And with that being said, I think I've seen across Instagram and now on TikTok, a lot of these smaller designers within the world of Copenhagen fashion that are really trying to kind of be like an experiential brand within the industry and I think with the pandemic it was kind of a little bit more challenging for those smaller companies to get a place at a fashion week or to be able to show in person and really get like that sense of energy I know I've talked about before on the podcast around 
their brand and like this physical excitement is definitely harder to communicate in a virtual world. However, there has been a sense of like a hybrid fashion week happening with Copenhagen. So we did see some in-person shows, whether it be outside or appropriately social distance, as well as communicated over Instagram platforms or videos of creative ways to incorporate ready to wear into a short film of some kind. And I think that there's ups and downs to this, right? I think there's something special about about, like I mentioned, the energy and the instant feedback of seeing how the crowd reacts. And I can imagine for a designer, it might be a bit more nerve-wracking almost to work so hard on something. And like, I guess in person, you do get that instant feedback and like you do have people helping you create the show. But I think putting it out on the internet and opening it up to basically everyone's opinion, not just fashion critics, is scary. Like, Obviously, when there's in-person shows, Vogue does reviews, Harper's Bazaar does review, Elle does reviews, and then the general public reads the reviews, sees the images, forms their opinion based on those reviews almost, whereas when you just put it out into the public, it's up to everyone's discretion what they think. There's not enough time for other people to review it, so I think that's really interesting, and I think there's not really a very special in-person moment for a designer anymore, having like no immediate audience looking at the show. I think having it shared immediately is exciting, but definitely different. And I think it allows them to bring more people and more creatives onto their team. So if they're doing some sort of film, I was reading an article in Vogue and I think it was, um, oh, Steen Goya. Steen was talking about how the new virtual presentations and way that brands are communicating with their consumer has allowed more creatives, more locals, more artists to partake in the creation of the line so not only do you need obviously seamstresses and designers and visually creative people but you might need filmmakers you might need actresses you might need dancers like we are seeing this whole creative world come together in the fashion light and it's I think it's really cool as well. I'm not sure if you guys feel this way, but I've always found that New York, London, Paris, Milan, these are like cities we immediately think of as fashion capitals of the world. And I think Copenhagen as a Danish city has just really come to the forefront of fashion. I, again, I think it's leaning into this trend of positivity and color. And I do think TikTok has played a huge role in this, but I've just had so many Danish designers show such amazing pieces that really entice me. Saks Pots, for example, that has been booming in New York City. Ghani, of course, we mentioned on the Mr. Label episode. Maddie, the founder, talked about how oh, her boyfriend purchased her a piece from Ghani years ago and how she had never even heard of them yet, but now they are at the forefront of the industry. And of course, there's many others, but those are the just the first few that come to mind. And I think that the whole virtual world, uplifting these smaller designers and helping them really get their roots in the industry has proven that fashion values discussion and community as a main focus towards young designers. There's something so special about these Danish designers as well. Going off of my points on sustainability earlier, I think that the pandemic in particular, like I mentioned in the New York Fashion Week episode, has really 
humbled the fashion industry and made consumers understand that transaction is power and that we as a youth are able to slow down and refocus on what we're buying and who we're supporting. These Danish brands have done an amazing job at understanding what young people want and that is sustainability, that is diversity, that is empowerment. And I think that they've taken all of this feedback and really put it into play, which is really exciting to see. Another part of the, um, of the, of Steen Goya's, uh, voice when I was reading an interview by her, she was talking about how people still want to see beautiful things. Like we might not be wearing ball gowns all the time, but it's such an art form and these shows will continue to exist even if our wardrobe isn't there yet. It's important to take this platform that these designers are given and make it more than about clothing so these danish designers are doing an amazing job at creating this conversation about ethics and diversity and sustainability presenting work that stands for more than just beautiful things so i think the pandemic has proven again that designers are thinking more about what they support and what their consumer wants to support while still presenting it in this beautiful fashionable way so for me personally my top designers from copenhagen fashion week were definitely ghani of course holzweiler was a beautiful show stand if you're not familiar with stand you have to look them up i actually thrifted this white little croc purse um from savers i want to say and it was like five dollars literally and everywhere I wear it in New York, because people love stand here, they ask me if it's that if it's a stand bag. I'm like, oh my god, like I wish, but no. Anyways, um, another great show was House of Dagmar, and I I don't know if I'm saying all of these right. I'm not a professional, but I'm just going off my my best bet here. But yeah, those were some of my favorite shows. Rotate was another great show, so definitely look these up. We'll post some cute inspo from fashion week on the instagram so you can see what i was talking about in terms of streetwear as well as top designers there but i think that's really interesting so i'm kind of jumping on this a little bit early because february is typically fashion month but we have new york fashion week coming up we have london fashion week coming up paris of course and i definitely would love to jump on and do some more of these because i think Some of you guys listening do care about the very fashion side of this podcast and I'm all about giving it to you and starting conversation about who you guys like and what attracts you. I do just want to touch on Paris a bit about their hot couture week. So we saw shows from Aria, uh, Alexis Mobile, Chanel of course, Dior, oh valentino i remember seeing on instagram there was some amazing shows here as well and in terms of trends on the runway similar to copenhagen fashion week there was so much color so much texture i think it'll be interesting to see what comes up in new york fashion week and in london because and in in true um Paris Fashion Week because I want to see what overlaps amongst all the regions and what they think is coming. Definitely a common thread amongst both Copenhagen and what we've seen so far across the globe is this like this idea of rebirth and being reborn and recreated and sense of newness and life and I think it's very reflective of the world we live in but or want to live in soon but also uh, reminiscent of 
you know, all of these amazing opportunities that life before the pandemic had for us. And I think it gets people excited to see what's ahead. Again, we'll definitely place some of our favorite pieces from these show on the Instagram. So definitely check us out there. Okay, for the second part of this episode, I just wanted to talk about what I did this weekend in New York and a few places that I have just been loving to shop lately. I think I could do, um, whether it's be like a reel on this or maybe an episode if that's interesting, I oftentimes get texts from my friends about what's your favorite place to buy a purse right now my budget's under $300 or where do you shop I love like that thing you're wearing on your Instagram what have you and I've actually come across some new places that I like to shop lately and I just wanted to talk about them first and foremost yesterday in terms of what I was doing in New York I went to this really cool pop-up for funny pretty nice it's a curated thrift typically online store but had a pop-up in new york with the founder so that was really cool i got a really cute beach cover up there i love my new mr label handbag that has been a recent purchase for me as well i got the blue bentley with embroidery i recently purchased the notra dunk sneakers from notra in chicago those were on a drop so they're not available anymore unless you look on StockX or something but i'm really excited to wear my first pair of dunks this summer or when it finally stops snowing in new york one or the other so those are super cute i'll post a picture because i'm literally obsessed with them um i've been shopping a little bit i would say i've been doing a little bit of fast fashion lately i'm not gonna lie i was at on this new website called um glassons glassons i don't know that might be very midwest me to say g-l-a-s-s-o-n-s and i think it's somewhat of like a princess polly and i bought a few things from there for the springtime because they're very bright and colorful and easy i haven't received that package yet so i can't speak to quality yet but i'm really excited with the designs that i bought from there i think i'm learning how to be more balanced in terms of i've been buying a little bit still from fast fashion but i'm basically whenever i'm shopping in person i'm thrifting so i really like that combination kind of i don't know maybe it would be better if i did full thrift but honestly it's not it's it would be difficult to be feasible in that sense with my shopping addiction what else have i been loving oh jaded london i was looking on their website recently because i need new swimsuits for the spring and summer and jaded london had really cute swimwear as well as jeans and sweaters and then like mixed loungewear um velvet tracksuit like so cute think what else have i been into let's look at who i recently followed oh shop suki that again is like funny pretty nice it's a hand-picked vintage online shop based in la versus east coast oh obviously telfar that handbag that you've seen with like the t and the e on the outside it comes in like a mini medium and large they do drops it's actually a fascinating brand and i would do maybe i should do an episode on brands that have interesting models for business because they do like these drops where you have to look at their instagram or be on their mailing list to know when they're dropping a new color or restocking and it's very difficult to get them but they're doing bubblegum pink on monday so by the time you're listening to this it's probably already sold out i'm hoping to get a mini one i think it's the cutest bag ever and i love the pink oh another brand that i've been loving it's called this i hope i'm pronouncing it right 
the Soli Collective, S-O-L-I Collective. It's actually a brand that I originally saw on TikTok. It's these like really cute playful rings. I know I talked about Lamanso on a different episode before. It's similar vibe to that and born here on the East Coast. We love it. Oh, I love this store and everything they carry in Ohio. It's called Exhibition. I'm trying to get the buyer for there on the podcast because her and I have been friends through my work at Marc Jacobs, but she's really cool and would definitely have a good story to tell. Orson Iris, obviously. I feel like they're everyone's going through a moment with them right now, but I love their the movement in their clothes and the design I think is so beautiful. They're exclusively sold on their website and Net-A-Porte, I know as a fact, but I love their stuff. Oh, I have an amazing business. Let me see. Koi and Victoria is what it's called. Koi and Victoria shipped globally. It's a black-owned business, and I don't know where it's based out of. They have the cutest patterns on their clothes. It's like very dainty. Speaking of Danish, it gives me a Danish designer vibes. It's like very colorful and the silhouettes are very girly, but it's easy to wear and again, it's black owned, so we love it to support that. I think I'm going to buy a top from them though. I think they're really cute and the price point isn't totally unreasonable for a small business, so very excited about that brand. Koi and Victoria that was. This is a made to order made by hand jewelry designer again i might say this wrong but it's leu e-l-i-o-u i probably butchered that but they have such cute jewelry pieces i really love their stuff it's pearls and it's some of it's colorful it's very playful yet very elevated and chic and i'm really loving all of their pieces for spring I think I'm late to this trend, but that designer Lisa says Ga has really cute stuff. Kind of gives me House of Sunny energy, lots of flowers, cute check, mesh shirts, patterned pants, great for the springtime and for layering. With Jean, everyone's been loving. With J-E-A-N, they have a really cute new collection called Stratosphere that just launched. This is only available online. Again, a very feminine brand and has really bright colors really cute dresses adorable silk tops good swimwear actually and great little cover-up pieces i think that's everything i've been into lately i'm definitely gonna start keeping a running list of questions i ask people where they got stuff and when people ask me what they're interested in and make note of it so that i can talk about it on the podcast because i think It's just a good outlet for you guys to find new places to shop as well. But thank you so much for listening. As always, I hope you guys are having a good week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. To keep up with what's happening on our podcast, follow Raw and Real NYC on Instagram. We post inspo and love showing you what's going on in our lives. Till next time, keep it real.